He like, see, they won't let you go back. I said, well, I won't go back. No, sir, you, we do not go back. No such thing. Once, once you go forward, you can't go back. Yeah. Oh, it's working. Well, good morning. Oh, my assistant is coming. My mini assistant. My two mini assistants. Well, I want to welcome you all here with us this morning. For a second there, Teresa, when you were scratching the back of your head, I thought you were telling me you couldn't hear me. I was like, oh no, don't do, let's, let's not go through this right now. But we have just a couple of very quick announcements before we begin today. First, I'd like to say thank you for uh, joining us. Join it. Hold still, microphone. Uh, joining with us today, um, we have some very exciting things that are going to be going on soon, and we want to let you guys in on it. But first, uh, we are in the month of January. It is 2021. And we are still collecting for Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. New year, new challenge, new event. And what we are looking for, if you can, is right now toothbrushes and toothbrush covers, if I'm not mistaken. So toothbrushes, toothbrush covers, that sort of thing. These are very important items. They're something we take for granted on a daily basis. Uh, I can remember in high school having to watch a video on people who were working in South America. And when they would get money for their kids, they didn't go buy these great big toys. They bought toothbrushes. They bought soap. They bought stuff like that. These are things we take for granted on a daily basis, but they are important everywhere else in the world. So right now we are collecting toothbrushes and toothbrush covers. If you have them or are able to get them, please bring them in. It would be very much appreciated. Also, this one is for the Ladies Auxiliary. There will be a meeting January the 19th, weather permitting, 5.30 to 6 p.m., and they will be cutting out shorts. That's the time frame of when anybody can arrive. Okay. So if you can arrive between 5.30 and 6 p.m., they will be cutting out shorts on January the 19th, weather permitted. If it's anything like today, it'll be great. So that is the Ladies Auxiliary Meeting, January the 19th, weather permitting, 5.30 to 6 p.m. Now, the other announcements. Uh, this is kind of our kickoff. We're back. It is 20, as I said, it's 2021. We do not have the shortest week in the year anymore. I always get a kick out of the fact that the shortest week is the last week of the year. But here we are, we're back, so some things are starting back up and we're getting ready to launch some new things. First off, I'd like to remind you guys that tonight at 7 p.m., on Sundays at 7 p.m., except the first Sunday of the month, is the Bible Walkthrough. And that's done live online from the basement of the parsonage. And what we are doing is looking at important places in the Bible and walking through to figure out why is this place important, why does it matter? There's a lot of times we'll read a place in the Bible and we'll hear the name and we'll wonder why is it important that it took place here. If you remember the city of Bethel, why is Bethel so important? Well, it was one of the original altars to God. And when the country split into two, it became a place for idolatry. That explains why it's important. So Sundays, except for the first Sunday of the month, at 7 p.m., we are doing the Bible walkthrough, and that is online. Anybody can attend. You 
You can attend however you desire at your homes. I don't need to know. Just, I've had a friend tell me before, he goes, so I can message you and say I'm sitting in my underwear? Please don't. I would appreciate it if you didn't. But that's Sundays at 7 p.m. Also, starting this week at, uh, at 10 a.m. is the Ladies' Bible Study. You did clear this with Frida first, right? Sorry, Frida. Apparently, no, she didn't. <laughs> Frida, we're springing this on you. No, uh, it is this Wednesday at 10 a.m., and they are still looking at Philippians, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. And that is the subject of joy. Yes. Joy. There we go. So, Wednesdays at 10 a.m., that is the ladies' Bible study. Also, Thursdays at 7 p.m., we are having the videos are coming back with Marie and Naomi, and they are walking through the importance of. You are fearfully and wonderfully made that you are a wonderful creation of God and using the puppets. Hopefully soon we're going to be able to have it that we can meet with kids here in this building or down at the fire hall and actually have them interact with the puppet and learn more as well. But that's Thursdays at 7. The videos are going on. We have, you know, Murray and Wozy are both very excited for this. And um, some of you may have seen this video yesterday of a strange-looking man wearing a plaid coat and a furry hat. Uh... I don't know if any of you saw that on Facebook. I posted it. Uh, it's in, if you go on Facebook under my story, it's there. I'm going to try to put it up on the church page as well. Uh, we're starting a new podcast series. It's not going to be something we're doing here on Sunday mornings in the church. This is getting out in the community, getting out into the surrounding area. And it is Theology of Field. And it stems from the fact that I have always had a deep love of the outdoors, as some of you may have guessed if you haven't by now. Here it is. Um, this is a chance to get out with people and to discuss their personal walk with God, where they are, different uh, denominational theology about God, understanding who God is, and even connecting with people who have walked away from the church. But it's doing it in the setting of being out fishing, being out trapping, being out uh, looking for like hunting for rabbits, anything like that, being out working on a canoe, maybe you're a woodworker, anything along those lines. It's a chance to get out and sit down and have a conversation about God focused on being out in the woods, being out something tied to that environment. And if we go back and we look at the Bible and we see what it says, we notice that the, that the you're saying hi to everybody. Uh, we notice that the prophets are very often out in the wilds. We can look through and see John the Baptist. It says that he wore a coat of camel hair one of my favorite passages, it talks about Elijah or Elisha. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head right now. They say, who was this troublemaker? And they say, he was a bearded man with a leather belt. It talks about people experiencing God out in the wilds. Out in nature. So this is a chance for us to gather together and meet that way. Different people, it's going to be up on the anchor. And hopefully, as a video up on YouTube, if I can get a channel up and running where we have new internet at the house, that's going to be great. Um... So this is an open call for anybody who would like to take part and want to be in one of the videos. It's open to anyone. It's not just pastors. It's not just me sitting down and doing a Bible lesson. This is honest people having a discussion about their walk with God in nature. The last thing I wanted to have for announcement right now, uh, I'd like you guys to take time and pray for Carl today. Keep him in prayer. Uh, keep that, that whole family in prayer today. Uh, and I... At this point, I'd like us to take the chance to enter into prayer to start the service. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we lift up our voices to you. 
God, we come before you and you've heard everything that we are planning to do, everything that we are doing, and God, we ask that you are a part of what we do. God, we know that you have laid things on our hearts, that we are to reach out to the people, we are to reach out to the community, that you have called us by your name to serve you. We ask that you are with us this day, as we know you are with our brothers and sisters gathered around the world. We ask that you would be with Carl right now, and you would be with his family, God, and you would just watch over them, keep them safe. God, we pour out your blessings and your mercy. We ask that you pour out your blessings and mercy on the world. And God, we pray for everybody who is gathered here, and we pray that this service would be one that brings us closer to you, as that is our goal for 2021. In your name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. How many of you have enjoyed the sunshine this morning? Right on. Amen. Amen. This could be the first sunshiny day we've had since January the 1st. Yeah, this is the first sunny day of the year. Amen. Well, it's a good day to stand and sing victory in Jesus. I always like starting off the new year, especially when I leave with victory in Jesus. We already know we have it. Um, 473, 473 in your white hymnals. 473.
We've got victory all the time. Amen? Amen? The Bible tells us if we believe in Him and trust Him, we will have the victory. How many of you have read the Bible? How many of you have read Revelation and we're going through it now? Yeah. What does it say? We win. We win! <laughs> <laughs> we sure do! Amen! Amen! Love this song, one of my favorite hymns of all, Victory in Jesus. And when I put Asher to sleep, I'll hum this song, and Torn will look at me, and he'll say, Nan, you're singing a church song, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am, baby. Not all the words are correct. I have the verses all mixed up, but boy, I've got the whole course right. Victory in Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's alive again. You know, the world may have you thinking that God isn't on the throne anymore, that he's left us high and dry, that his arm is too short to reach down and pick us up. Well, I got news. He's alive again. He died. He rose. He's alive never to face death again. Amen. And we don't have to neither if we trust him. Amen. Oh, he's alive again.
probably do, but I'm not going to share it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Anyway, I'm not really. Focus for <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, when you're open, God sometimes will lead you from one thing to the next to the next because he wants you to grow. Yeah. So, you know, you just never know. Everybody happy today? Well, I guess I, I'm, I'm getting lots of nods and lots of smiles. Amen. Here I am to worship.
that you're here to worship this morning. Not only with each other, but worship the Lord and worship in spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's here with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we're coming up on to our last song. Steve, you cut me down all together now. Unless my battery went dead. Probably did. Okay. No. Oh, I'm on this time. All right. Yeah, your battery. Go with Carlos. Gone dead. Blue. All right. You know, I tried to pick songs that would be meaningful for to start out the new year. I know George picked some great ones last week, and, and uh, I thought, you know, let's get some songs that really get us going. And I'm so thankful this morning that we have that blessed assurance that no matter if the world rages on around us, no matter what happens in our day-to-day -day lives, we have that blessed assurance that Jesus is with us. He cares for us. He loves us. He'll never forsake us. He'll take us by the hand and lead us through the deep waters. Amen? Amen. Blessed assurance. 345. 345 in the white. 345. All right. Blessed
give a hand to the band because Cora was a little nervous this morning. Amen. Praise him. Because we're so used to counting on Carl on when she's not here, it's just like, okay, what what do we do? And uh, but Cora done wonderful. Her and Randy, they they uh, caught the 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 notes, and I was able because I'm a little tone deaf. And I was able to hum it and get on tune and not start off somewhere where it shouldn't. Well, we give 100% for trying anyway. That, that's right. Amen. And you know what? All of our music is, is sweet to the Lord. Amen. If we're praising Him, we could be singing just about anywhere, and God will call it sweet unto Him. Amen. Amen. Anybody, before we go on into our service. All right. We're going to prayer at this time. And uh, do we have any prayer requests? Matt Swim's family. Matt Swim's family. Yep, Charity's friend's dad. Carl. Carl. Charity also has a friend whose mom has uh, found out she has cancer. So. Mom and dad. Jane and Lou. Lee's brother, Austin, he was taken to uh, the hospital on, I think, Wednesday, wasn't he, dear? And I uh, thought he might get out yesterday, but it's looking to be more like tomorrow. Uh, bleeding ulcer and uh, just some other issues that they're straightening out while he's in there, so. The Smith family. The Smith family, yes. Yeah, Cecilia passed away this week. And there was many, many more up around home that had passed away. Keep all of those who are going through sorrow of death. Um, keep them in your prayers. Yeah? friend of mine is on the last stages of giving her Okay. 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 And if I heard right, I believe little Jace is in remission. If I believe I read that, and so that is a praise to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So. All right, Tracy. Lord, thank you this morning that we could gather here in your name. We know there's so many things that are going on, and we thank you that you're the one in control. Yes. Lord, we've been other, all these deaths that have taken place recently. Mm -hmm. Lord, be with them. Be with the people who cared about yes. the people who have passed on, their family, their friends, mm -hmm. Lord. Yes. Be in these situations. Please help them through this time. Yes. Lord. Help them to uh, just be able to handle it and just be with them and give them the peace. And be with all of the health concerns as well. Lord, be with Carl right now. Mm. Help him through whatever is going on at this moment. Yes. And be with Jane and Lou. Yeah. And leave Brother Austin. And be in these situations. And anybody else I may have missed, Lord, be in each of these situations. Mm -hmm. Be with Lori's uh, friend as she's preparing to give her dad a kidney. Help that to yes. go well, Lord. Amen. And just be with all these situations and just thank you. Thank you so much that no matter what we face, you're the one in control. That's right. 
Lord, just thank you in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tracy. Okay, Steve. Oh, there we are. Okay, Cora has a number and song, and uh, always like hearing Cora, so she's going to be doing our special this morning. Amen. It's all right if you can see, but I'm getting blind. I can wear glasses on. This is an old song, and I know you probably all know it, so if you want to sing along, that's okay. If you could own all the world.
pipeline trace. So you may want to spray it off too. Just, uh, I have a hard time using the other mic and attaching it somewhere, so. <laughs> well, this morning, Val's been asking us about our week, and I know there was a lack of response there. And I'm sorry, maybe I should have stepped up and said something. But and to me, my week has been the kind of week where you remember who's in control. That no matter what we face, no matter what we might hear on the news or anything else going on, it's a week of remembering who is in control. And when that, I want to look at a church today. Brad, as he started last week, we're going through the seven churches in Revelation. We're starting and we're going to be looking at chapter two today. But I love looking at these churches because there's so much they can speak to our lives today. These are seven churches who face all kinds of different struggles. Whether they're struggles with sin or struggles with what's going on in the world. And sometimes there's struggles of both. And I think in most of the churches there were struggles with both. But these are incredible churches that we can learn so much through this passage. Excuse me, sorry, for just a moment. <laughs> I don't need to, you know, I've got a little bit of dust or something, but <laughs> um, anyway, when we look at this, pa the passage we're going to be looking at today starts in chapter 2, verses, verse 12, and goes to verse 17. It's chapter 2, verses 12 to 17. This is the message to the church in Pergamum. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Pergamum. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me, even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teachings are like that of ba Balaam. You show Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teachings. Repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Now we see this in this, at first it starts about talking about some of the things the church is going through. You see, this church, it was not an easy place to live. It was not an easy place to follow God. Now you were talking about these people who you had heard the, the, the movie about these people who had been tortured and a lot of other things going on. That's the sort of thing these people here are facing. They talk about this man who was martyred. We don't know his full story, but there is a Christian tradition that talks about how he was martyred. And from that, it sounds incredibly horrific that they did to him. And these people here are struggling through in a place that is so far against God 
You see this city, this Pergamum, it's a city where the first temple to Caesar was built. The temple to worship the leader of this of Rome. And if these people didn't want to burn incense to Caesar, that could have been death just in that. These people lived in a city that was full of things like this, not just a temple to Caesar, because the Romans, they had many gods they worshipped. And it, in church history, it was interesting, I learned that the Christians were actually thought of as the atheists of the time period, because they only believed in one god, where the Romans had tons of gods, countless gods. They'd go in and conquer people, and those gods would become a part of what they bring in. But the Christians, they only wanted one God. They didn't want to bow, they weren't to bow down to Caesar. They weren't to bow down to the other gods. And in this city, one of the gods was represented by a serpent. And even on their coins, they have depictions of this serpent. And to Christianity, this serpent, we think of the devil, this sinful serpent that enticed people, Adam and Eve, to sin in the first place. In this city, it was full of this sort of ideology and, and worship of pagan, these gods. A worship that involved things like prostitutes and all kinds of crazy acts. And you see, these people were dealing with a lot going through this. All the people, all the um, sorry, I lost my word for a moment. <laughs> But all the prosecution, the, the people trying to catch them on this, they were the threat of death. And they're in this world that, that is so full of all these ideologies. You see, when we look at the Bible, a lot in the Christianity, a lot of times we think about the Jewish people in Jesus' time, the Pharisees who were so stuck in their belief of all these strict religious laws. And these people were stuck in their own strict religious beliefs. But it wasn't like the beliefs of the Jewish people. They were beliefs that would be horrific to the Christians. They, sexual sins and all kinds of that, as Christians, we would not want to have any part of. And all these gods that they believed in. And see, these were two sides of people that both needed to find God. Both the Jewish people we talked about and then we see here in this passage. And in this church, they had a struggle because these people and their worship of these other gods, they, certain people were wanting to mix them together, were wanting to add that element in there, whether it was because they didn't want to have people change their lives so drastically that they would have had to as becoming a Christian, or if maybe they wanted to fight to stop some of the persecution, maybe not look as different to everybody else and allow some of this worship of these other gods into their lives. And that's the struggle we're talking about here. It wasn't everybody in this church. There were many that were still faithful, but they were allowing these people that were mixing the religions together in this church. And they were allowing that belief. What it talks about here in the passage, it says, um, some among you whose teachings are like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. Has, I don't know if any of you guys have heard about this Balaam and his talking donkey. It's a common story in the Bible. It's one that's so unique to hear about because, well, a donkey talks. You don't see that anywhere else. But this is a part of the story we don't always notice. 
It's a part that Balaam, God would not let him curse the people of Israel, but he stuck words in the king of the king Balak. And he advised his people that if you want to defeat Israel, that they need to go and have their women go and be with the men of Israel, to seduce the men of Israel. And they were doing this and getting the men of Israel to go with these women and then offer incense to their gods. Now, I'm actually going to look at the passage here. We're going to look at Numbers 25, verses 1 to 2. That's Numbers 25, 1 to 2. It says, While the Israelites were camped in at Agatia Grove, some of the men defiled themselves by having sexual relations with the local Moabite women. These women invited them to attend the sacrifices to their god, so the Israelite feast did with them and worshipped the gods of Moab. So this is how they used to get the people of Israel to turn away from God. It wasn't a big military thing. It wasn't trying to take military power because they saw they couldn't defeat them. They saw what God was doing to the people around them. But they snuck it in through this means, through women seducing men, through mixing of their beliefs. And that's what's going on here in Revelations. In this chapter that we've been looking at, this passage, they're turning away from God because they're allowing other practices in. And that's the main thing I want us to think about here, is not doing this in our lives. It can be so easy to allow things of the world in. And I'm not, we, I know we have to be in the world. We have to use what God has given us to reach out to people. But we can't be turning God into what the world wants him to be. We can't change God to make him fit what would make us comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because God is the one in control. We have to go through God. We have to put God first, put what his word says first, and not mix it in with what the world says. Because we see that a lot going on today in the world. People don't want to be, to stick out. People don't want people to give them harsh treatment if they say something in a certain manner. And we don't experience the same sort of persecution they experienced in this church. But we don't want people to look at us funny either. <laughs> or to call us out on something they disagree with a lot of times. But what it's telling us is, it doesn't matter if it's easy, but we have to put God first and put what his teachings say first. And not make him into what we want him to be. And that's what these people were doing. But it shows something else great in this passage. We look at this passage, and it says what will happen if they listen. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give them some of the manna that has been hidden away from heaven. I will give to each one a white stone, and on that stone will be engraved a name that no one understands except the one who receives it. So it gives us a promise. And Val was talking about this in the book of Revelations. How it promises that God wins. That God is the one who will win in the end. And that's what it's telling us here. That 
that these people can not mix God with the world. If they can see the world through God's eyes instead and focus on God, they can have that victory. When it's talking about this manna and these white stones, they're talking about what God's going to give them in heaven, how God's going to prepare this great place for them. Amen. And that's what we need to remember here, is that God's the one who's going to win in the end. God has the victory. And these people are facing all kinds of struggles, things that we couldn't imagine going through. But God is the one who has the victory. And no matter what we're going through in life, it might be hard times, it might be just doubts and worry because of what we see around us and different situations going on. But whatever it is, we know God's the one who wins in the end. God is there with us through them. Amen. And that's what he's trying to give these people. To know that they don't have to mix God with the world. Right. And they're not, they shouldn't. But God's there if they can follow him and him alone that he will have a place for them in heaven. It also gives a warning for if they do that. It says, repent of your sin or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And we see this warning and it reminds us we can't just let sin in. We have to remember that God is in control. I know that's what I keep repeating here, but we have to remember that it's about God and what his teachings are and not mixing them. But I'm so thankful for the fact that we know God will win out in the end. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for all you do in our lives and the fact that no matter what happens, you're there and that you're the one who's going to be victorious in the end. Lord, thank you in your name. Amen. Amen.